being able to find other like-minded entrepreneurs out there, uh, folks that may be in the same space or in an adjacent space, and then saying, how can we build together? Do you have an entrepreneurial spirit? Are you constantly thinking about how to create value and build new businesses? Are you trying to find innovative ways of doing business to replace old, outdated ones? If so, then this is the show for you. Hosted by me, Jimmy Gonzalez, and Devon Watts, two business startup coaches on with the knowledge that financial independence equals social independence. And our mission is to help you not just start a business, but scale it and keep it by providing the X's and O's of business creation and expansion. So join us as we share our experiences, tell stories of entrepreneurial success and failures, and break down lessons learned from sports entertainment. But don't worry, this is not a sports podcast. This is an Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back to episode 77 of the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. This is Coach Jimmy G, along with my homeboy, Leadership Docent, a.k.a. Anthony Devon Watts Jr. What's good? Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on, good people? <laughs> <laughs> for, our uncom- <laughs> for our uncompromising family out there, we had to finally hit record because if not, we would have just kept talking and talking and not actually start the yeah. podcast. But we wanted to. We had to, about two podcasts worth of material in the We did. <laughs> We have spoken about that before, just hitting record regardless uh, and just capturing whatever the conversation it is. But all that means is that we're prepared. Uh, we had mm-hmm. our, our pre-session uh, and we are happy to, uh, yeah, to, to provide this conversation for our uncompromising family out there. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. Again, we appreciate you uh, checking us out, hitting play, listening, uh, and for our um, long-standing listeners, uh, again, we thank you as well. Whether you're new to the podcast uh, or if, again, you have been riding with us for some time, we always appreciate for you to like this episode. Please leave us a comment and review. Um, two different things. You could do both. That would be great. If you choose to do yes. one or the other, that's cool too. Um, I would say, I mean, reviews are cool because obviously it helps, but really I, I appreciate the comments. And Obviously, you can leave a comment while you're leaving a review at the same time. Uh, but we'd like to hear from you guys. We'd like to hear from you. We'd love to get the feedback, uh, hear what you think about the episode. If there was any additional questions that you may have, uh, that is always cool as well. Uh, and then share. Share this episode with another entrepreneur that you know would gain value from the podcast show itself, uh, but also from today's topic. Um, we have, we'll get into this obviously, but there's just been a number of situations where really focusing on a part of what we discuss a lot, right, which is part of kind of our mantra is generational wealth, but, you know, building that legacy. But what that means from a generational wealth perspective, generational health perspective, uh, our last names and what that means to us uh, and, and what we're trying to continue to build, uh, again, not just for ourselves, but for future generations uh, within the Watts and Gonzalez family and how important that last name is when we're giving so much money and building other families, uh, their wealth and their generational wealth, and not necessarily focusing on our own or our community. Um, So that's what we like to jump into. Um, Before we do that, I'm talking and talking. How are you doing, my friend? 
<laughs> I'm doing well, man. I'm doing uh, doing well, doing well, doing well. Uh, like I said, you know, we ran our mouth a little bit for uh, pre-pro. Uh, but the way I look at it, it's kind of like uh, if anybody's created uh, music or created anything, you know, like that was a scratch work. You know what I mean? Was, there you we go. Were, we were freestyling a little bit. Like some of, some of the lines hit, some of them didn't. The good thing is this is not the final recording. Um, and now we are ready to perform <laughs> for our audience and, you know, kind of share you know, what we wanted to touch on, what honestly what we've been hit over the head with as we've just been, you know, talking to entrepreneurs, being in spaces with entrepreneurs, um, uh, and then again, consuming you know, some of the content that we like to consume um, that helps to keep us educated and grounded and rooted in kind of what's mm-hmm. going on in the spaces so that, you know, we can provide the best support for our clients. Um, and again, like you said, there's this, this concept of, you know, not just, you know, generational, wealth or legacy and contributing to what you're building from a generational perspective, but also the power of community, the power of collaboration. Yes. Power of collaboration. Um, you know, especially because gosh, man. Um, so we're coming off of uh, uh, Valentine's Day, V-Day, hopefully our mm-hmm. listeners out there, you had a good Valentine's Day. Um, hopefully um, for our uh, men listeners out there, you did the things that you needed to do in order to make sure that the person special to you felt special. Um, and for our uh, women listeners out there, you know, hopefully you reciprocating the exact same thing because uh, you know, Valentine's Day is about couples' love and you know uh, mutual men love. Like, yeah, just, men like to get the love too. Yeah, you know what I mean, spoil us. We expression. Like to be out too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's also the other side of that coin, right? Which is a lot of people who um, are not actively in relationships and single and, you know, other themselves. We saw kind of all folks expressing, you know, different forms of self-love, um, mm-hmm. which is important. Um, but then I also saw, like, I, you know, again, man, I'm just plugging into the timeline. Like, I also saw how that that bled into uh, a, a kind of a, a celebration of self-love as a, as a business owner and entrepreneur, right? Like, a lot of folks, you know, saying, you know, I love myself, but I'm, I'm also, it's just myself. Like I'm the one that's doing all this. I'm building my business. I'm doing this. Like, and just kind of this theme of, you know, it feels lonely. Like I celebrate myself, but like, this also feels lonely. And, um, you know, you and I have, have shared thoughts about this, uh, maybe not on this platform completely, um, but around this narrative that just kind of persists in these entrepreneurial small business spaces of entrepreneurship being a lonely endeavor. It's not a team sport. It's a, a, a single person sport, a solo person sport, right? Um, which our perspective is that's the furthest thing from the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wanted to share, obviously, with, with our listeners out there, um, all of the thoughts and examples that we have to kind of counter that narrative. And really challenge you at the end of the day to start thinking about how do you, how do you look at entrepreneurship as collaboration as an opportunity for collaboration even if you're not making somebody a part of your actual business in terms of um, you know business structure or whatever the case may be being able to find other like-minded entrepreneurs not entrepreneurs out there uh, folks that may be in the same space or in an adjacent space and then saying how can we build together. Right. How can we collaborate and build together where we both mutually benefit from this shared experience, this shared endeavor? It uh, allows us to you know, raise our notoriety, our exposure, 
maybe enter some new spaces, all of those things. So mm-hmm. we wanted to talk to our entrepreneurs uh, about that today. Well, let's go. So um, I think, honestly, bro, probably the best place to start is the clip that I sent you um, on the, uh, I, the I Am Athlete podcast. Um, I don't know. So does it have a new name? Are they, are they changing the branding? It looked like they were changing the branding. I was just about to say that. So I don't know if it's because it was I Am Athlete Miami edition. So I don't know if that's just where they were located and maybe they plan on doing episodes in Miami or to your point, if, if it's just getting changed up a little bit. Yeah. Cause then I also saw another one that it was like, the name was like, like when it was on YouTube, it was like, I am black. Like, was I the, didn't see that. Yeah. yeah hmm. So um, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but we've, we talked about the fact that, <laughs> excuse me, this podcast has been going through an evolution as, the original creators of it have split. They've had you know some creative differences, and you, know, you have Fred Taylor and Shannon Crowder doing the Pivot podcast, and then now you have Brandon Marshall um, taking the lead on I Am Athlete, or what we know to be as the I Am Athlete IP, um, until they communicate something otherwise. But um, on this episode, man, they had J.R. Smith, um, and those who are not familiar, J.R. Smith um, is. Um, a well-known basketball player, played for the Denver Nuggets, he played for um, the New York Knicks for a bit, played for the Cavs, um, you know, um, he's been a part of a couple of championship teams, he actually has two rings, um, it's probably most well-known in terms of, like, broad-based notoriety for um, the play in the finals, where um, he ended up calling timeout, quote-unquote, when they didn't have any timeouts, and LeBron was confused, and Got that meme of LeBron like point like you know the hand gestures in the face or whatever the case may be, um, and now he's um, they caught up with him because he's at a very interesting point in his life because he's about a year and a half removed from from the game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not playing the league and he's doubled down. He's doubling down on his education. He's, going, yep. he's actually going back to school, um, and he um, not only is getting school experience for the first time, but he's also um, golfing. Yeah, as a, as a collegiate athlete, uh, which I think is super, super dope. Um, and so they were catching up with him to kind of talk about that experience and then talk about his past experiences and you know, some of the things that are really, really you know important to him. And regardless of what the topic was, I don't know if you, you caught this, but he kept coming back to like two things. He talked about um, community quite a bit, the importance of community um, and how that has just been a, a core value of his, you know, from his upbringing, mm-hmm. things that have been instilled in him from his parents. And so he talked about the importance of community, giving back to the community, contributing to your community, sowing seeds in your community. Um, and then he also talked about this, this concept of teamwork and the importance of teamwork um, and how um, he's had examples where he's felt an absence of teamwork um, and how that made him feel. And, um, while he didn't overtly say this, he also talked about how much he values teamwork and the thought process, the, the concept of teamwork and having people having his back and, and the whole nine. And so that's where the, the seed got planted with me, uh, right? Because, you know, he specifically in the clip was talking about how we don't pool our resources to 
to show back into the communities that we're a part of, right? Instead, we have a very, um, as he described it, a Eurocentric mindset of me, me, mm-hmm. me, 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 as opposed to we, and how I have a means to be able to invest back in the community that I grew from and pay it forward. And I had to stew on that for a little bit because I was like, okay, I, I hear where he's going. I hear what he's saying. How do I internalize that as an entrepreneur? Because I'm not, you know, I'm not J.R. Smith, you know, who's played 16 years in the league and has made several millions, right? And so how can I internalize the, the concept he's talking about and apply it to what I do know in the spaces I do occupy as an entrepreneur? And the light bulb went off. Because how many entrepreneurs have we had the opportunity to have the conversations with, um, to advise on their business and strategy? And one of the things that's, that's clear is they're trying to build a tribe or find their tribe, but they're not sowing seeds into their tribe, right? Into their community, into the areas that they currently occupy, right? And so... Um, that's the first thing that, that really jumped out to me, man, is, is, you know, as an entrepreneur, why is it important? Why is it important to be plugged into the community that you're a part of? So I wanted to start the conversation there, right? Because um, I know in your, your experience, bro, you had a, um, you know, a, a, a marketing consulting um, specifically targeted for small businesses and specifically in your community with money forming the market. Yeah. And I'm curious, man, from like your perspective, like what did you see when you had boots on the ground um, in terms of, you know, where people plugging into the community is done right and when people plugging into the community is not done right and how that impacts a business at the end of the day? So light hand uh many hands make light work right and i think when you when you have an emphasis it's hard so i there's one specific example that i think about um giordano's cafe which was out here in okoe uh which is which was actually my brother geo his first job uh but there was this guy who originally it was not a subway, but a different type of sub shop. And then, so he had a franchise and decided to make it his own. Um, but I think one of the things that drew to me, drew me to this individual and trying to help him from a social media perspective was, dude was a super hard worker, um, but always, like he did everything. He cooked, he ran the business, and that was always a challenge was how do you grow and um, get, you know, build your business and, and get employees to be able to help you and delegate some of these things. So again, you're working on the business and not in the business. Uh, but we had, it's funny that you asked that question because we did have conversations about how, you know, how can, how can we help him create some type of events where you're connecting with the community and, and at a core, like there was a school there. Um, if, if you're not, it's twofold. It's one, obviously from a, a bit of a, a, a selfish, I say selfish, but you're in business to make money. You want the community to know that you're, to know that you're there. Right. So if you make great sandwiches, I was telling you about the, the new place that I, I checked out recently, also in Okoe, um, you know, this this black owned restaurant that just has phenomenal, you know, soul food and such. And 
you want the, the community to know that you're there so that you can obviously build sales, build your business, uh, but also that that part of of giving back. And if you're not if you're not doing those things, it's just going to make it very hard for you to have a sustainable business moving forward uh, and to be able to grow to a particular point where now you can. This is also a way of giving back. Right. You're creating jobs as you continue to grow your business and you're able to 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 build it to a a point where you're hiring folks, you're hiring people within that community, and you're giving people opportunities for jobs, which is helping the economy uh, in that local area overall. Um, I've been I've been thinking personally about this. Uh, you know, when I think about Trinity Fitness and things that I did and things that I did not do, uh, and while entrepreneurship, I think, can be you mentioned this earlier. It can feel lonely if, because most of the time, like you're an entrepreneur, <coughs> it's your family, right? Like you may not have a lot of entrepreneurs in your family, and people are you're crazy. Why would you want to do that? And you know, um, leave the security having a nine to five and all that kind of stuff. But there is a number of entrepreneurs in the community that you can be a part of, whether it's a local chamber of commerce or meetup groups, so you can meet other people that are going through some of the same things that you're going through. Um, so finding finding those opportunities and finding that space, man, to to meet up with people like that. Uh, but for me, I realized that networking and to that extent, like it's a challenge for me. It's a, it, one, it's a skill, and it's one that I I need to continue to develop, whether that's online or offline, and continuing to build. I just bought this is an old book, uh, but Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. The book has been around for a minute. Uh, but the only book you need to lead you to Fair success. For a while it works. Exactly. Uh, so I say all of those things because it, it has been something I've been personally thinking about over the last couple of weeks a and our business now, but also the businesses that I've had in the past. And, and what, not that I haven't thought about this before, but what could I have done differently with Trinity Fitness? And how do we make sure that I and we don't make those same mistakes moving forward? Um, but it's about networking. It's about getting out into the community, letting people know who you are. How can you serve? How can you be a, a benefit to other people? How can you maybe create joint ventures where it's a win-win uh, combination where, again, you're able to win. This other business owner is able to win in the community. Um, I just sometimes it's, it's easy to get so focused on yourself uh, that that thought process gets in the way of you really getting out there and forgetting that the more you continue to to put your name out there it's branding but getting back to what we talked about last week like what do people know about you now i'm somebody who i'm a business person but i i love to serve i want to give back to the community i want to make sure that again dollars are circulating within our community specifically uh, especially when we talk about you know minority communities and such um and when you do that i think people see your heart they see uh, the values that you have and all of those things continue to build your brand, uh, which helps you to build your business, which in the long run helps you to sustain and have something that's going to be long term and worthwhile. Uh, if presumably that's what you're looking for. For sure. So my dog's cooking, man, because uh, a couple of things that I like that you mentioned is one, um, the fact that, you know, you're reflecting on the things that went well and then also the opportunities of you know where you came up short in prior ventures. Um, and how can you learn from those things so that we can apply it to what we continue to be building today? Mm -hmm. uh, which I think is just so powerful for entrepreneurs to hear because, like, 
you need to go through that same activity or exercise. If you have not done so before, and maybe you've you know been um, somebody who has tried your hand at entrepreneurship and building a business um, before, and maybe you didn't have the same level of success that you wanted, like you have to be able to really do an assessment, an honest postmortem. Um, mm. and shore up those areas, right? Shore up those areas um, and continue to invest in yourself and stretch yourself and grow and develop because um, that's how your business grows and develops. Um, but the uh, other thing that you said too, right, is like, hey, you know, sometimes as an entrepreneur it feels lonely because maybe you're focused on, you're looking for support or you're expecting support from your family, but maybe your family is just not wired that way. Maybe that's mm-hmm. not what makes them tick. Maybe that's not their their makeup. Um, you know, myself and Gabrielle are great examples. We are, um, while we have some uh, similarities in terms of uh, our entrepreneurial um, passion, how we go about how we go about it, and then what type of spaces we're, we gravitate towards are different, right? Like, com- like completely different. I'm more in the uh, again, uh, entrepreneurial coaching, creators, like I want to be around those type of individuals because mm-hmm. that's how my mind thinks. Um, and for her, she's more into the services type business, the retail type uh, component, um, you know, and uh, gravitating towards those type of, type of spaces, um, right? So sometimes when we have conversations, the time that I be on is not the time that she be on. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though we're talking about entrepreneurship and I'm thinking like, you know, for her, it's hard, for example, to, for her to fully wrap her mind around this concept of blockchain technologies and how that can be advantageous because she can't see the use case application in the spaces as an entrepreneur that she's attracted to, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm just hit over the head with them because we consult <laughs> you know, creatives and entrepreneurs and all these other things, right? Um, and so it speaks to me. Um, so at times, as an entrepreneur, you can feel misunderstood. Yeah. But the reality is you're not misunderstood. It's just that the folks that you need to be around are misrepresented, like you're misrepresented. And so to your point, how do you seek out those other like-minded entrepreneurs? And that becomes your network, your family, the folks that you connect with that can feed into that, that component of you. And it's what's crazy about it, bro, is that we do that instinctively with other areas of our life. Right. So like, if you think about um, from a spiritual perspective or a fitness perspective, right, we don't look for all of the relationships in our lives to feed those components. I don't look for everybody um, that I have a relationship with to feed the spiritual component of me, right? Um, yeah. Right? Because I know those individuals that are in that space, right? And that can really pour into me the way that, that I need them to pour into me. And I can have those conversations with you being one of those individuals, or fitness, I don't look to have think everybody that I, I have a relationship with is rooted in them being able to pour into me and vice versa from a fitness perspective, right? Because maybe some people just don't have an affinity for that. Like, I don't care about creatine and macros and velocitol um, <laughs> and, you know, what does that do for protein synthesis and any studies around protein hydrochloride? Like, I don't care about that. But like, what are you, what are you talking about? Are you training for the Olympics? Like, you lifting all that weight to just sit down and record a podcast? Like, yeah, actually, I am. It's about discipline, so, right? So, I don't have those un, those unfair expectations. But sometimes, as an entrepreneur, for whatever reason, we have the expectation that everybody that's involved in our lives must pour into 
that entrepreneurial component of us. And we got to be able to give them grace and say, look, that's not what you serve. So let me go find those people, right? Let me go find the person that I can work out with as a gym buddy, right? Where now I can find um, that person to um, do thought exercises and to strategize as my entrepreneurial buddy, right? For lack of a better um, term. So uh, for entrepreneurs out there, it's not that you're misunderstood, it's that you're misrepresented or the people that you need are misrepresented in your life. You need to be able to seek them out. Um, but, um, when you talk back, when you talk about community, bro, I have a great example actually of how being a part of the community can actually help put the accelerant on your business. So, um, I know you're familiar with this and maybe some of our listeners are depending on where you, where you, um, you know, where you live. Um, so we got folks all, all around the United States and, you know, by the grace of God all around the world, um, <laughs> that listen mm-hmm. to the podcast, but, um, four rivers, right? So Four Rivers is a barbecue establishment um, based out of Orlando, originated in Orlando. Um, now they have multiple locations. They actually, there's a Four Rivers down here in, in South Florida. Um, so they started to spread out over these past couple of years all along the Florida area from Central Florida, North Florida, and down to um, South Florida now. But Four Rivers, so um, probably about the second or third year that the the parent, like the original location was open in Winter Park. Um, we decided to go there uh, for a birthday celebration for myself. Right? So I told my pops, like, hey, what do you want to do? I was like, hey, you know, let's take the family, let's go to Fort Rivers. Um, and um, my pops is just a talker, <laughs> right? Um, and so um, that's where I get that from. Um, he's a talker. And so we happened to meet the owner of Four Rivers. Guy named John, John Rivers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, got to chopping it up with them or whatever, and just asked him like, "Hey, how did this like kind of start, and how did you, you know, get this to what it is today? Like, his food is phenomenal. Like, you know, where's your background? Um, he's not a chef by trade. Um, actually, his background is um, actually in um, the medical field, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and where this started with is being plugged into his community and his church." They had a church event, and he was like, well, I can, I know how to make barbecue. I do that for my family. Let me make barbecue. Yeah. And so he started doing these church events, and as people were like, man, this is, well, this is good. Like, this is not just good, good. This is, like, really, really good. Like, you should do something with this. And as that sentiment continued, continued to build and swell, he said, okay, well, I mean, people are saying, what could it hurt to try? And so he did. And because the origin started with you know, giving to the community of mm-hmm. the skill that he possesses, the community started to show out for him when he opened his doors. And they started in a small little shack, literally like you couldn't even really sit down. It was like one of those like um, kind of like uh, you picture like ice cream shop setups or something like that where you can like pop up to the window and like there was a couple of benches outside or whatever the case may be. And like you can sit down, you can eat it, but that's it. There was only enough space for the kitchen and what they were making and Right, and they decided to name it Four Rivers to represent their, their children because they got um, they have uh, four kids, right? So that's what it signifies the Four Rivers and um, again legacy name mm-hmm. uh, these things that we've been talking about, um, and from there the demand got so big and it got so um, successful that they moved across the street and built another location. And then it became so the demand became so big that they had to build out another location um, in another part of Orlando. And then they needed to build out a East Orlando location.
location. They need to build out a Lake Mary location. Mm-hmm. And then now you ha- you have this this business now, literally, that has multiple locations. Uh, I don't believe he's doing franchising yet. I have to look into that. But multiple locations that started off as a seed planted to give to the community. Feeding the community, yeah. And it literally, literally feeding the community. And then how the community poured back into the business, right? And so he didn't go it alone. Um, and so that's a great example, um, you know, of how important it is to be connected to the community as an entrepreneur, to pour into the community um, that, that you live and you occupy. And then you started to see, I mean, if you pull up to Fort Rivers, you're going to see wherever the local high school is in the area, there's going to be some type of advertisement or representation of the, of the high school. There's going to be some type of, um, you know, uh, jerseys that are in the place, right? And then uh, over time, because they primarily focused on um, the barbecue component, and obviously, you know, us Southerners, right, we're going we to eat, right? We're going to end up eating meat, and we're also going to end up uh, wanting to cap it off with something sweet. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So then he ended up um, entering a, kind of a collaboration and partnership with somebody who's a, a actual – pastry chef and then that's how the the whole sweet component now ah, okay that's a part of four rivers where now you have like you can most of the time because most of these are set up the exact same way when you pop in and you look to the left right there's a station of like of all of the cupcakes and the ice cream and all of that stuff it came from that collaboration and that partnership and now it's become a, a, a staple of the business model right so um this is that's a to me a great example of the power of community is literally like you said he started off with just trying to feed the community and now um, that community has fed him and his family multiple times over um, and they've been wildly successful um, and been able to continue to spread the not just the literally the, the chain of restaurants but literally their name their family name and their family recipes we are eating a part of their legacy yeah, right? because that recipe is formulated from what's been passed down through the family, whatever he's contributed to, it. and um, now it's become you know uh, a staple um, in a lot of these uh, communities, um, which is just you know super super dope in my my view. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were a number of you know points from the I am athlete episode. Um, I guess. I was looking at the YouTube channel. I guess each of the seasons, maybe they do it in a different location, and that's where the Miami piece is coming from for this third season. Um, okay. But getting back to JR, there were some other, some additional points that you wanted to, to kind of dive into from, from what we heard from that conversation as well. Um, again, really getting back to, to the community aspect. Um, and I guess just some of the the epiphanies and just growth that he had you know, within his own life and, and recognizing there was a couple of of layers there as he was talking about he really just even in recent years, just learning more about himself uh, and digging into his, his DNA, right? His background, where he's come from. And obviously he, you know, th- just going further back than just parents, but really taking a look at his family as he's gotten <coughs> into school. Now um, he mentioned taking classes like, you know, um, African history and such, and just really studying, uh, and learning more about his culture and his and his people, um, but how how that in itself has has impacted him when he thinks about some of the 
decisions that he's made. He, you know, he gave that example of kind of being in a club and just, you know, how easy it was to just kind of throw away $62,000 to have fun. And, yeah, it was a good time. But, but now he's thinking about it after this growth and, and learning, man, like how many, how many people, how many families could I have fed, you know, in my own community with that $62,000? Um, and just realizing, again, the well, I think the, the impact of, of helping the community, but also just being a blessing to others, right? You've been blessed to have a certain level of success. And how do I take this knowledge that I have? How do I take my, the resources that I have and use these resources to give back into my own community? When sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in um, just other stuff, right? Using our, our money and our resources for other things that are more about kind of self-promotion or just feeding myself uh, and my own desires as opposed to really looking out for the community and the people that are around me. Yeah, man. So um, you're spot on, especially about the example that he gave, um, you know, about the, the impact, the impact that that investment could have made on people's lives, like a tangible impact yeah. on people's lives, right? Um, where, you know, he kind of mindlessly and, you know, drunkenly, yeah, you know, splurged for what, right? For some type of, um, you know, uh, feeding of ego or or you know, sense of self or lack of sense of self, um, and you know, trying to feed something that's fleeting as opposed to you know contributing something that could have been, you know, legacy shaping or you know, planting the seeds for. Um, you know, impacting the community and contributing to somebody else's legacy. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, so again, kind of spinning off of that, that community concept and it really, you know, it, it got me thinking as well about, you know, when we talk about building and investing in our communities, you know, I don't think we, as entrepreneurs, we often look for opportunities to collaborate effectively. Like he was talking about how uh, when they were in the bubble and, you know, you had um, the George Floyd situation mm -hmm. uh, that was prevalent. Um, and if you recall, the players at that time had unified together and said, we're not playing in the bubble. Like, no, we're, we're standing in solidarity with Milwaukee. We're standing in solidarity with everything that's going on. We're not playing. We're gonna, we need to figure out how we're going to respond to this. Right? How can we leverage our influence um, to affect some type of change in this community and the communities that we come from as um, you know, uh, minorities, you know, um, you know, people of color, uh, and you know, that we consistently see atrocities like this. Right? And so how do we take advantage of this platform? <clears throat> and he said he was sitting down and he was surrounded by other players, um, you know, Paul George, talented uh you know basketball player plays for the clippers currently he's from uh la uh you have russell westbrook again you know multiple time mvp um you know multiple uh, triple double seasons um you know arguably yeah, at one point considered the most athletic um you know point guard in the game um you have uh dame lillard who uh is uh respected as you know one of 
top 10 basketball players in the entire world, plays for Portland. Um, and so he's surrounded by these individuals who have all at some point gotten some type of max contract or max deal. We're talking about folks that have earned more than $100, $200 million individually each um, in their career. And he was saying, man, everybody was sitting there and saying, hey, what are we going to ask him for? What are we going to ask him for? And he said, bro, why do we have to ask him for anything? That's the problem. We need to stop asking and we need to start doing and contributing ourselves. Between you, between you, between you, between you, all of y'all have had 120, 150, 100, or 200 million, right? Y'all are all from the same area, all from LA. Why do we have to go to UCLA in order to, to, to practice um, or play basketball in the summer? Why don't you have your own gym? Why haven't y'all pooled your resources together to get back to the community that you're from and have your own gym in your place that you know is a safe haven now for folks in your community? Right? And an example for folks in your community of what giving back to your community looks like. Right? And so this idea of collaboration. And so that got me thinking, again, because, again, we're not on that level. Um, but as entrepreneurs, how do we internalize the lesson and then apply it is, well, how often are we as entrepreneurs looking for opportunities to collaborate? So we talked about giving back to the community, but how often are we looking to actually collaborate and build with other individuals? Um, like you uh, mentioned, uh, Giordano's, as an example, uh, the company that you were working with and, you know, um, with winning formula marketing and trying to, you know, push them to give to the community. You know, I think about that situation. I say, well, look, if, you know, Giordano's was occupying the same shopping mall or strip as some other small businesses in that strip. Well, why was the conversation ever had between Giordano's and some of those other small businesses on how can we collaborate on an mm-hmm. event to draw people together? Yes. Because we both benefit from it. Sometimes we get so caught up in, you know, occupying our lane, right, or staying in our space that we don't venture out and say, you know, the, the opportunity, like the opportunities are limitless. Mm-hmm. Literally, the opportunities are limited when you think about ways that you can engage and grow and attract people to your business. Um, I actually, I saw a meme, it's pretty um, funny, <clears throat> where it was, um, so so it was uh, basically a thread of like somebody uh, playing Truth or Dare. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, Truth or Dare, all right, Dare, I dare you to order me a pizza. And then somebody was like, well, I don't know why I'd never considered that as an option in Dare. <laughs> right like we are we're so ever since we played the game we're like like you're wired to think like oh i have to if you say dare then i gotta figure out something that's going to embarrass you yeah put the onus on you but there was never a rule that that said that i couldn't dare you to do something that was going to benefit me right how do i think outside of what we've learned the construct of the game to be and i think the same thing applies from an entrepreneurship perspective is i think sometimes we get so caught up in thinking about thinking inside the box of the construct of what we think entrepreneurship has to be. And bro, there's no rules. There's nothing that says you can't go to the other small business two doors down and say, hey, I'm, I'm thinking of ways that we can drive more traffic to this area. I know that when my customers come in, when people come in to get a haircut or, or whatever the case may be and get cut up, um, they often are you know carrying cups from your establishment because they, they ate there. Right. And vice versa. I know you see people walking into your establishment, you know, getting a sandwich and with a fresh fade. I promise you, they probably, you know, they probably sat in my chair. 
Yeah. So if we have some overlap in terms of the customers that frequent this area, how can we partner together, right? How can we partner together effectively to create a draw, an event that's going to expand the number of folks that come and create more exposure for us, maybe around, you know, um, important events. Like I think about when you and I were going through the process of negotiating on the, um, the barbershop sale. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were exploring, um, you know, purchasing that establishment, um, going into business with um, one of our clients, it's a partnership. And um, we had started to build out our business plan for how we were going to scale demand to, to the shop, right? How do we get more, you know, butts in the seats and on all those other things. <clears throat> a big part of that plan was, was built around engaging and collaborating with people in the community in order to draw right, draw folks and connect folks to this establishment. Because we knew from having, um, you know, visited there, you know, being patrons ourselves, um, or, you know, when I think about me, and, you know, us just doing an assessment of the spot, that was one of the things that was lacking. Like, the lack of presence of this barbershop that, you know, um, is maybe about five minutes down the road from the major local high school, and, like, you're not sponsoring any banners, there's no advertisement, you're not um, contributing as a booster. You're not a part of the team. You haven't mm-hmm. even just like shown up. You guys aren't doing any type of back to school events uh, in collaboration with the local food spot a couple of doors down to say, hey, back to school haircuts and discounts on food, right? Because it's going to be a minute while we cut you up, but no, no worries. Try out this restaurant. Try out this. Like um, three doors down was like um, a car wash, right? So it could have been a whole, hey, Come get your 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 uh, car your whip clean. Come get your hair clean, and come get yourself fed. Like, what would that have meant for collaboration, community draw for all of these individual businesses, right? And so, um, I think collaboration, collaborating as an entrepreneur, is a powerful tool that doesn't get leveraged enough because for whatever reason we're stuck in this construct, right? Um, and so, um, I know you mentioned, bro. Uh, who was it? Was it two chains about about collaborating? Yeah, that was talking about collaboration and when when they were asking, I think they were asking about that collaboration partnerships or something like that. Yeah, so on Earn Your Leisure, another phenomenal uh, podcast, they were they were interviewing and talking to two chains, and, and they asked him about about partnership, and I believe what he said is like he would he would never you know, have a business and not have some type of partner with him. Just, you know, seeing the benefits of uh, his his businesses continuing to grow and just some some phenomenal, very intelligent, um, creative people that he's been able to meet. And then he also gave an example of how he put people together, you know, um, mm. two, two separate folks and, and introduced, and now those individuals are working together. Um, so I think it's... Mm. It's for your benefit, but again, just benefiting people. And when when that's your heart and that's your mindset, I think, you know, in the long run, man, things are going to work out for you, you know what I mean? Because it's not about you. It's about how can we partner together so that we're all eating, so that we're all winning. Uh, but if I see that there's going to be, you know, a, another beneficial relationship between two other people, hey, let me go ahead and introduce those folks. And we were kind of joking, right, about, hey, I got the plug, and I don't want to give my homeboy the plug because maybe I'm getting a discount, and maybe it's going to mess up my discount if I – but no, like, share the well, share the plug. You know what I mean? And, and put people on 
to to these situations. Um, but I guess on the flip side, you know, you have to be involved too, right? You have to be out there and networking so that you can be put on uh, if, if that's kind of where you're at and what you need. Um, and then as you continue to grow, now you're in an opportunity to bring other people up. Uh, and especially when we talk about, you know, within our community geographically, but also within our community is just far as, you know, people of color and minorities, man. It's making sure that we're doing things to, to, to look out for each other. Um, well, that's actually one of the reasons why I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for the Earn Your Leisure group. Yeah. Like, um, their pod is because they don't just talk that, they live that, man. Like, when you think about, um, you know, they talk about the fact that, hey, when we have business ventures or opportunities that come up, like, when we need to hire staff, like, we look to hire people that we know. Mm-hmm. And even if it's this is your first opportunity to cut your teeth, like, hey, bro, you're, you're straight, fresh out of school. You don't really have any experience. You can go and work for this, you know, uh, Fortune 500 company, right, from 9 to 5, and you're going to get paid this. And you may not necessarily learn or get invested in the process, but you can go do the work. Or you can get the same experience, but with us, and we're going to also be investing and in teaching you and growing you and have your best interests at heart because we don't want to just see you stay at this level. To us, it's about something much bigger. Yeah. Right. Um, and then I think it was you who actually put me on to the fact that, hey, it's not just it's not just them. Like they have is they've established a network of individuals that are creators, um, respected individuals in their own spaces. Correct. That they give them their own platform. Right. And um, that's uh, the epitome of collaboration. That's the epitome of group economics and what that looks like. And um, I actually I love the fact that kind of going back to what I was saying about, you know, um, truth to dare, truth to dare and, you know, thinking about, dang, the possibilities are limitless. What you just said about, hey, you know, James was even saying, like, he has two people that he just connected together, like, for a business opportunities. So, hey, you guys probably should collaborate. It has nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. Like, again, the, oper- the possibilities are limitless. Like, because I know we've all been in those situations as entrepreneurs before where you know somebody who has this skill set and you are talking to somebody who has this skill set, and if you're not, if you're an entrepreneur to your core, you can't help but cr- connect, connect solutions to problems. And so when you hear stuff, you think, oh, you know, so and so actually would know. But how often does that thought then translate into communication and action and plugging people, right? With you having nothing to gain from it other than facilitating the potential partnership or opportunity for these individuals to grow together. Um, and what we don't realize is that, uh, you know, kind of back to that, um, you know, kind of, I'm thinking about community and I'm thinking about like neighborhood watch or like, you know, kind of the broken window um, theory, if anybody's, you know, kind of familiar with like social, um, social economics and, you know, um, theories around those things. But, um, you know, kind of the prevailing thought that will is uh, if if I'm looking out for the interests of the community, even if this may not in, um, benefit me directly, it, I still end up benefiting indirectly because the community is better, right? So when I'm you know playing for you know um, you know analogy sake, when I'm playing neighborhood watch and I'm cognizant of what's happening with my neighbor's home and my other neighbor's home. Even if this is not impacting my home directly, 
the community benefits and because the community benefits, I benefit indirectly because the value of my property um, remains hold or gets elevated, right? Or I'm surrounded by more individuals who truly care. And because I have more people that care, they're also looking out for my best interest. And so now I have my back covered down. Um, just, um, you know, kind of all of these things. And so the same thing applies from an entrepreneurship perspective is, well, if I can create a network of entrepreneurs where I've had relationships, I've facilitated relationships, I've facilitated partnerships, I've entered partnerships, I've collaborated, I've found opportunities for us to mutually win. If I do enough of that, when I take a step back and I look around me, I'll have an abundance of resources, opportunities already in my community that I will benefit from indirectly. Mm-hmm. Maybe directly, but definitely at least indirectly, right? The um, Giordano's partnering with another business in the same strip mall and doing an event. And yeah, maybe not 100% of those customers come to Giordano's, right? Maybe it's only you know 60% of those that attend the event end up coming to Giordano's. But that's more than what was coming before, <laughs> right? Um, and maybe for some of these customers, the reason that drew them to um, the event wasn't even Giordano's. It wasn't even this offering. It was the other offering. And I just happened to be occupying the same space because I'm a part of that community. And they got an exposure to my business and what I bring to the table in a way that they wouldn't have gotten exposure to in the past. Right. So, um, again, man, it just like you really like as soon as you said that and you, know, you say two chains, uh, like, yeah, the least of people actually put these two people together. Like, Again, it was another one of those uh, true for dare moments. I was like, man, the possibilities are endless. I didn't even think about that. You had me, as you're talking about that, you know, one of the um, proudest moments, I say proud because of what you were just talking about, is is when we had our, uh, <coughs> our first competition that we held at the gym, you know, at Trinity Fitness. Uh, and while it was a, a fundraising event, you know, for the gym itself, because it was a, uh, a nonprofit, um, you know, I think about in my community that I lived, my neighbor had a food truck and, you know, how I, I supported them because, again, they just have phenomenal food. Um, but partnering with them to to help us, yes, and, and this this uh, event that we were doing, this fundraising event, but also to help establish them. Um, there's another another individual who has a, a massage business that we've used a number of times, and this person has done things for us in the past um, that were just out of you know out of her heart and, and giving to, to to help us in some events. Uh, but then we gave back. Uh, for Valentine's Day, we, we spent a couple of hours actually going through uh, memory lane and looking through old photos uh, with oh. the girls. And um, some of the photos that we came about was from um, Super Sidebar, but Nia's birthday. And like we had a whole spa day. But again, this individual, like it was just dope. You know, you had, I think, think she might have been around eight, maybe 10 at the time. Uh, but, you know, these uh, young, young girls and we just had this whole thing set up. But it was those relationships that we had that it gave us an opportunity to give back to this person and also, you know, set something up for our daughter. But it's just those relationships, man. And again, on that event that we had, how all of that just culminated <coughs> because of these relationships. But you're 
you're using these different events to to help lift each other up, man. And I think um, we just it's easy to forget about that and lifting up your community and and the others that are around you that have similar visions in again entrepreneurship, trying to build businesses, trying to to provide for their families, trying to do things that are going to help. Uh, allow them to to fulfill their dreams of owning a business, maybe not having a nine to five, whatever that is. But there's just those similarities that we all have. And the more that we work together, I just think that the the easier it'll be. Um, and the more, if not easy, at the very least, the more rewarding it would be, um, especially when we talk about partnerships. Right. There's things that you and I have done and that we can do on our own. But it's like, nah, as as challenging as it may be at times, not all the time, but at times, like the partnership that we have is and what we're doing and, and God willing, what we continue to do, like it's it's just rewarding to be able to do that with somebody else and to share these moments and these experiences uh, and then share it with all of our folks out there, you know, our uncompromising entrepreneurs out there, man. So, um yeah, I'm sorry. Just I was just thinking about again that moment, but uh, just to point that you were making about coming together as a community so that we all we all win, but the community also wins as well. And, and there's always those you know unintended positive unintended consequences when you when you do things like that. No, well said, bro. And actually, you know, you saying relationships got me thinking too because um, yeah, I, I think about the fact that you know anybody that you may know as an entrepreneur, right, um, or that you would define as successful from a financial perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we talked about, like, the, the names, and, you know, um, I know we were looking at another um, podcast that was talking about how all of the brands, these products that we buy, we're not really buying a product. We're actually buying a part of somebody's legacy because all of these brands that have become synonymous with success are actually last names, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, right? Uh, Procter & Gamble, um, all of these uh, these companies, right? That again, we think it's a product, but it's not. You continue to buy somebody's legacy because it is a somebody's last name. And so I think about like one of the, the, the status symbols or brands out there that um, are kind of the most, one of the most synonymous with success, right? Is a Rolex. Mm-hmm. People getting, trying to get after that Rolex, right? Um, as that status symbol of I made it, I'm in a, a space financially where you know I'm able to acquire this, and it's a reflection of how much I value my time, but also how valuable my time is. Um, and so, uh, when we were talking about relationships, the I did, the thought popped popped into my head that if you see anybody out there that has uh, impressive Rolex, I promise you. They have a more impressive Rolodex, right? Mm. I know for some of our listeners out there, maybe you're uh, what's a younger Rolodex? Gener- <laughs> younger generation, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, right. But what we're talking about is um, contacts and relationships, yeah. right? And a Rolodex um, was a means of keeping track of all those contacts, right? Um, and so I think about that. Anybody that you see that you know has an impressive Rolex has an even more impressive Rolodex. They did not get there to that level of success by not having relationships, contacts, by not collaborating, by not contributing to whatever community or spaces that they're in, by not finding 
their um, their um, their like-minded tribe so that they were no longer misunderstood um, or feeling misunderstood but um, you know realizing how hey, I was misrepresented and how do I get better representation of what I value right like they had to do all of those things in order to be successful and so everything that we're talking about um, comes back to that that message of community collaboration investing where you're at because when you invest in where you're at that that community will then invest back into you and that we have to think much broader than just how can i benefit from this right how can we how can this area how can these other businesses benefit how can we work together in order to mutually benefit from exposure draw you know investing in the community because that's the only way that we So yeah, man, I, I felt compelled to share that. And investing in your people, man. Like, so so you know, we so easily give our dollars. And you mentioned it when you mentioned some of those, you know, very um, well-known names and brands, uh, and how we so easily give our dollars, hard-earned dollars, to these companies. And again, we're not just—it's just that consumer men, uh, mentality, but we're literally helping to continue to build generational wealth for these these families and these companies. Um, None of that is circulating back in our communities. I like, you know, this is higher level, right? But that that one line by Jay Z, uh, where he says, like, um, like, how am I going to be sitting here? I would never be sitting here like drinking uh, Belvedere when when Puff got Ciroc. Like, mm-hmm. my homeboy, my people got something. Let me let me invest in that, and again, continue to circulate our dollars within our circle within our communities because uh, that's that's ultimately what's going to help all of us continue to to win and there's enough going around uh, <laughs> why not you know why not do that um, and, and not you know not just be kind of in our own little vacuum or uh, somewhat even selfish you know what I mean in in thinking about ourselves when um, there's just so much collaboration that that can go on out there uh, and it benefits everybody no man well said I mean going through that process ourselves like as I mean, we look at um, <clears throat> you know finding finding a new place to live as we look to relocate back to the central Florida area um, so we can be around family so that you know um, I can put some accelerant on our business and you and I really start um, doing some damage when we meet face to face with people because if you think we are compelling via podcast hopefully you think that <laughs> especially if you're was, still here yeah, about was, uh, minute 57 <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say i i assume you think that um but um but um but yeah even through that process like it was important to me like you know from a like a realtor perspective you know it's somebody that i know you know that i trust you know circulating it back within our communities like um and you know shout out to uh, brandon thomas and his Tatiana Thomas and um, you know what they've been building with uh, you know the home team, but you know those are our realtors. You know, um, you know when it comes to lending and seeking out lending, again circulating it back you know within our communities. You know, going through the process with um, you know a family member who um, has been in the lending space uh, for a while. I mean, it's proven and like give my dollar commission, my business, you know, to her. Um, you know, shout out to Antoinette Plunder and, um, you know, um, what she's been able to do, you know, from a lending perspective. But yeah, it's, it's about those thought processes and saying, well, how can, how can I ensure that 
back and when I'm investing, I'm investing in the people, the community that um, you know I'm planted in, so that it will you know comes back full circle and I will benefit directly, indirectly, whatever the case may be. Because I want you know everybody that I know, my team to to eat, to yeah. win, yeah, to, mm-hmm. eat, to win at the end of the day, right? I got to spend the money regardless. I might as well know that it's going towards individuals that I have a vested interest in seeing them be successful and reap the benefits of that. Um, and so, yeah, no, what's up, bro? Uh, so to our uncompromising entrepreneurs out there, if we definitely encourage you offline to, to find communities, to get out into your community and to network and get to know people. Uh, of course, there is this whole online world on the, the interweb uh, that we're a part of. So we encourage you as well to join us in the our Patreon community, patreon.com forward slash uncompromising and this community that we continue to, uh, to build. Uh, we would love to have the opportunity to um, one, obviously, there's additional content that we have, but it's not just about additional content. It's the opportunity to have separate calls, uh, to to go through the the quarterly um, uh, quarterly um, programs that we're going to be doing and uh, events that we're going to be having as well. That one you can be a part of, but as that community continues to grow, uh, just opportunity to meet other entrepreneurs and, and again. Uh, people who have the same thoughts, uh, maybe not you know the same thoughts, but at least the same goals and visions uh, as far as business is concerned, right? And just other like-minded individuals. Uh, so again, we encourage you to check that out as well. Uh, for our uncompromising <coughs> entrepreneurs out there, um, we appreciate you investing uh, your time uh, in uh, this episode, in this show, and what we're doing and what we're continuing to build. Uh, if you haven't done so already, again, like the episode, go ahead and give us a follow uh, as well and leave a comment. We'd love to hear, you know, what are your thoughts on building community about uh, partnering? You know, are you straight solopreneur? Uh, do you believe in, in building businesses and, and ensuring that you have partners along the way uh, again to, to do so? It could be a tricky proposition, uh, but again, there's so many benefits to that, right? Uh, they say two heads are, are, are better than one. So uh, we'd love to get your thoughts on that as well. And then share this with another entrepreneur who you know would benefit from the conversation uh, and all of the different topics that we've been talking about in season four uh, as we really talk about that transition, right? And, and resolution to results. Resolve to network, resolve to get out in the community. Again, we lead by example. I told you, I showed you the book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I'm pretty good at winning friends, but it's about networking, really learning how to get out there uh, and continue to grow that skill set. Um, so we encourage you to do the same thing. Until next time, uh, in episode 78, which will be dropping on Wednesday, as always. Appreciate y'all. God bless y'all. Stay encouraged. You have just listened to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast, hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you. And we hope that you pursue your passion, create profits, and build a legacy. Until next time, y'all.